<clears throat> my oh my, Indiana is flying high. The Hoosiers play with one of the biggest players in program history. Downing Maryland at the Michigan on Friday. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What is up, Hoosiers? It is a special one, as we said. It's a Saturday, Saturday, March 5th. Uh, this is Locked on Hoosiers still, regardless if it is a weekend. Uh, I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers part of your day. We're your daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. Uh, just a reminder... We're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where we uh, premiere every episode at 7 a.m. Make sure you guys are subscribed over there. Uh, A lot of fun in today's episode. (laughs) I apologize if everything seems scrambled. I'm recording this many hours after that victory, but still riding a high because uh, I cannot get over how big of a win that was to be there in person was absolutely awesome. Again, I do not think it is a uh, overstating things to call this one of the biggest wins in the program's history as a Hoosiers. There was a lot riding on this game for Indiana, uh, and they never once looked rattled and took it to Maryland from start to finish. Come away with that 11-point victory. We're going to recap everything about the game, talk about the, the star players, and get you set for the rest of this weekend for the Big Ten Tournament, what this game means for the Hoosiers, all of that stuff. Real quick before we do that, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. We're tweeting from there during these entire games. We're there in person, as I've said a couple times. That is where I'm live tweeting from, so be sure to follow us there. Also, follow us on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. Don't want to keep you guys as long, but uh, let's dive into it in case you missed it. Indiana comes away with a 62-51 to victory. Listen, with everything attached to this game, the Hoosiers needed to win this to secure uh, hosting the opening two rounds in Bloomington, which is a goal they've set out for uh, for, since the beginning of the season. Uh, the fact that it's a Maryland team that's absolutely run the Big Ten and that they've been uh, the goal for every Big Ten program. I believe this is the first time in seven years, I want to say, that Maryland uh, did not make the final. So to, for it to be Maryland that the Hoosiers had to go through, um, that they did it in the way that they did, they controlled that game. They earned that victory. Uh, this one feels monumental. Um And the biggest storyline from the game itself, both uh, in the short term and the long term, is Mackenzie Holmes looked every bit the player she was at the beginning of the season. By far her best game since returning from injury. 
if the Hoosiers are going to be a title contender, a Final Four contender, have any kind of big aspirations like that, they need the McKenzie Holmes that was uh, dominating the Big Ten before her injury. And this is, I wouldn't even say as close as she looked. She looked like that person today. 17 points, five rebounds. We'll talk about her in a little bit because equally as important as uh, Mackenzie Holmes's performance is the defensive effort the Hoosiers had on the day. Just absolutely shut Maryland down. Maryland shoots 22 of 70 from the field, 31%. They do not make a three-pointer. Uh, Katie Benzen, who is one of the nation's top three-point shooters, uh, did not even attempt a three-pointer until kind of the waning moments when uh, Maryland was desperate and she just kind of started hoisting them. Obviously did not make any of them. IUX absolutely locked down the three-point line and forced for 14 turnovers as well. Just this Hoosier team relies so much on its defense. And to do it against a Maryland team that was – one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country, IU just completely shut them down. And I can't remember a performance that – I don't even know what the word is for it. Just to to hold a team that good, to not even making a three-pointer is unbelievable and a testament to how hard this team worked. The meeting last week, Angel Reese dominated the interior, uh, a 20-point double-double. Uh, she finishes with a double-double on Friday, but she was far more frustrated, far less effective in the contest, fouled out of the game. She was in foul trouble throughout. Uh, she did have 14 points and 13 rebounds, but it was 5 of 11 shooting. I think the stat that sums up how much Maryland struggled is that they made 22 field goals, 14 of them were layups. Their first made field goal that wasn't a layup came 17 minutes into the game. Uh, And on layups, they still shot 14 of 39. That is 35%. On layups, uh, this IU defense was stifling. They challenged everything. They didn't foul. The refs let them play. Uh, It was a very physical game, and that's what the Hoosiers wanted. That's what the Hoosiers needed, and they won that battle. They took it to them. Um, They closed the game with poise. There really was not a big lead. Um, for either team in this game. IU briefly had it to 10 points, uh, and Maryland predictably made a run uh, in the second half. I don't think they got it any closer than four points, though, uh, and they certainly did not um, really challenge the Hoosiers in that regard in the second half. Uh, But in that fourth quarter, IU closed the game out with poise because they did not – offensively, they still struggled – They had no field goals in the last five minutes of the game, but it was defensive stop after defensive stop that helped them see it out. They went to the line, iced the game away. Uh, They shot 8 of 10 from the free throw line in the fourth quarter. Grace Berger was 6 of 8. She herself kind of iced this game away and led to the Hoosiers winning pretty comfortably. I, I Again, what a night, what a win, what a game. We're going to talk about Berger, Mackenzie Holmes, some of the standout players from this contest. March Madness is now a little over a week away. Uh, That means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. 
Are you going for the usual or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here and we're running brackets with runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor and Pick'em. Both are really fun in their own way. They have options to edit scoring and they offer more intel to make your picks. All stuff you're not going to find at ESPN or CBS. If you got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of that madness, magic, and play alongside your employees or even gain new customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us, for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter pure madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. It's about the time of year I give up on my New Year's resolutions, but not this year, and it's because of Built Bar. These things do not taste like protein bars. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They have so many amazing flavors. Coconut, mint brownie, cookies and cream is my favorite. Blueberry muffin was a limited time flavor. They're always bringing out limited time flavors. Uh, But the best part is they're low calorie, high protein, high fiber, low carbs. These are good for you. Compare them to whatever your favorite candy bar is. It will be better for you. And there's no drop off in taste. Uh, They try to make their bars taste good first and then figure out how to make them healthy second. So I don't know how they pull it off every time. You guys can head on over to Built.com to try it out today. Once you're over there and pick out your favorite flavor, use promo code LOCK15. To get 15% off your order, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks again for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked on Bracket Breakdown March 14th right here on the Locked on Hoosiers podcast feed and YouTube channel. College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling give you an in-depth breakdown on every matchup. Mackenzie Holmes was a star of the game for the Hoosiers on the day. 17 points, 7 of 10 shooting, 5 rebounds, played 30 minutes. Uh, It was a back-to-back. We kind of spoke about that in yesterday's episode. She's obviously working her way back from injury. Uh, I don't know that there was ever any concern about her not playing, but this was kind of a a big test for her to play back-to-back games. And... Uh, Terry Morin said during her press conference that Mac told her she felt good and she looked good. She looked incredible. Uh, it wasn't just that she led the team in scoring. It was the timing of those baskets as well. She had some really, really important makes. Uh, a three-point play in the second half that really helped the Hoosiers stem the tide a little bit. Uh, a couple putbacks or in a couple really quick post moves that all looked exactly like uh, the McKenzie Holmes of old. This has been a long process for her. Uh, A lot of frustrating moments, I'm sure, of her working her way back from injury. It's something she spoke about after the game. Uh, Here's her talking about just kind of 
what this moment meant after working back through all those injuries? Yeah, I mean, it's been a struggle for sure. And I think that we all know that we can see that. And there's a lot behind the scenes that that was a struggle as well. And I think it's just the trust that my teammates and my coaches have in me has been huge for me. You know, there's been a lot of frustrations on my end and on their end too. And I think it's just staying with it and staying the course and just knowing that um, each game is going to be better and better. And McKenzie has gotten better and better each game. It was kind of incremental improvements, but on Friday, it was a massive, massive jump ahead. Uh, this was, again, this looked like vintage McKenzie Holmes. The Hoosiers needed it. They needed somebody to step up. It was her on the day, and it could not be a better sign for Indiana's present in the Big Ten tournament and their future in the NCAA tournament because, like we said, they're going to be a genuine contender. She has to be the McKenzie home she was before the injury. She looked that today. Grace Berger uh, struggled a little bit, finished with 16 points, uh, was 5 of 14 from the field. Marilyn very clearly was uh, keying in on Grace and Allie Patberg, uh, the two that helped or that led the Hoosiers past Rutgers. Those two were kind of the focus of Marilyn whereas Grace kind of lived in the mid-range against Rutgers and got whatever jumper she wanted. That was not the case on Friday, and the few jumpers she did get, uh, she missed, which led to that 5 of 14 shooting mark. Had one of the biggest baskets of the game, though. Uh, to end the third quarter, Maryland had the ball. Looked like they were going to have the chance. to got a four-point lead to two or even one points. Ashley Owusu drives in. Chloe Moore McNeil, who uh, we're not going to be able to talk a ton about. Her development has been massive, and she has been absolutely huge for this team. Knocked down a huge three, and on this play, uh, kind of knocked the ball away. One of her two steals. Grace Berger picks it up with nobody in front of her, uh, gets to the rim just before the buzzer for a layup, and what could have been a one- or two-point game was a six-point game going into the fourth quarter. And then, as we said, she closed out that fourth quarter uh, six of eight at the free throw line. Uh, she did pull down 11 rebounds, though, which, again, this is a guard. This is effectively one of your point guards or your shooting guard uh, getting in, mixing it up with the bigs, and pulling down 11 rebounds. Uh, had four assists as well, none prettier than uh, the pass she had to McKenzie Holmes. Uh, it was in the second half. Holmes had gotten a mismatch, and uh, Maryland was trying to deny the entry pass, and Grace Berger threw a beautiful looping pass uh, that led led McKenzie right to the rim for the finish. So those two were statistically the leaders on the day. Another person worth highlighting, uh, Alexa Goulbay, who only finishes with seven points on two of six shooting, struggled again from the field, but her contributions were uh, in that fourth quarter on the glass as – Maryland was trying to make a comeback, and it was failing. Um, Goulbay was the one that was kind of cleaning off possessions and uh, keeping Maryland off the glass, off the offensive glass. She finishes with six rebounds in that fourth quarter alone. Grace Berger had five. The Hoosiers had 14 total rebounds in that fourth quarter, and 11 of them came from those two. In the game as a whole, Goulbay has set, or excuse me, 11 rebounds. Um, it wasn't the way that she's contributed during a lot of games this season, but it was absolutely massive for her to help the Hoosiers dominate the glass in that fourth quarter because for a large majority of the game, 
really the only way it felt like Maryland was scoring was second chance points or offensive rebounds. I mean, ultimately they had 20 second chance points. So almost half of their points were second chance points. They had 15 offensive rebounds, but the Hoosiers really uh, clamped down on that in the fourth quarter, kept them off the glass, got the stops when they needed. Absolutely massive. What a win. What a team performance. Uh, Nicole Cardano-Hillary had a couple steals, as she always does. Uh, Played some big minutes as well. This was a team effort, and the Hoosiers really, really earned this one. What does this all mean now for the Hoosiers moving forward? We will talk about the uh, ramifications of this win, preview the rest of this Big Ten tournament for Saturday and Sunday. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, and player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. So what does this one mean in totality for the Hoosiers? Well, we mentioned perhaps the biggest thing is that it's it effectively is going to seal IU hosting NCAA tournament games. With the way the regular season ended, which we'll talk about in a second, uh, IU had kind of lost ground. They were barely in those top 16 seeds. And honestly, it was a little surprising that they were uh, they were coming in at 15th. If you're in the top 16, that means you're a top four seed. That means you're hosting the first two rounds. That's been a goal for the Hoosiers. And they needed one more quality win. We talked about it in our preview episode with Amanda Foster of the IDS. They needed one more quality win to really seal that. This was that quality win, a ranked Maryland team that the Hoosiers are able to knock off. This is this also means this is a series win for the Hoosiers against Maryland. Uh, rewind to three, four, five months ago, the Hoosiers had never beaten Maryland, and now they've done it twice in the same season. They beat them at home. They lose a close one in College Park, and then they beat them on a neutral court. You couldn't ask for a more kind of even series, two home games and a neutral site game, although – I mean, granted, it is in Indianapolis, and that was a very pro-IU crowd. But um, the Hoosiers were by far the better team today. This was maybe their best performance over 40 minutes against Maryland this season. And this is really big in that regard, that you're able to knock off a Maryland team that has been the best team in the Big Ten since they've joined it. Moves IU one step closer to a Big Ten title. That's something the players immediately talked about. Uh, They were asked, where does this win rank for them? And their answer was, it's a big win, but we have a goal of winning a Big Ten title, which uh, this now moves them into the semifinals. I think it also restores some confidence for them. Uh, With the way that that regular season ended, you lose your final three games, you lose four of the last five, you watch the Big Ten title slip right through your hands, has to have a psychological effect. And that was something I asked Coach Morn about, is this how much this kind of helps restore the momentum within the program now? Yeah, again, you know, we uh, we look at everything as seasons. And, and um, you know, there was a, a non-conference, which was a season for us. There was a Big Ten, 
conference, which was a season for us. There's a Big Ten tournament. It's a new season for us. So, uh, like I said, it was a great opportunity after the Maryland to take uh, the weekend off and then uh, regroup uh, in, back in Bloomington. It was so good for us um, just to be together, to be on the floor, to practice. Uh, and I just felt that, uh, you know, coming here with this group, uh, you know, there was, a, there was a new sense of, hey, this is a new opportunity. Um, and, uh, you know, we're going to control what we can control and, and play as hard as we can, uh, you know, with the goal of, of being here till Sunday. They're going to have their chance to get to Sunday now. Uh, they will host or well, host. I, I don't I don't know if they're tech. I think they're technically the away team, but it's in Indianapolis. They will take on Ohio State at 3.30 today at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. It's going to be a beautiful day out. I know you're going to want to be outside. Head on over to Gainbridge, spend a couple hours cheering on the Hoosiers, and then you can go walk around downtown for the rest of the evening because this is going to be a huge one. If I'm being honest, I think Maryland was the bigger hurdle than Ohio State uh, on this side of the bracket. It's still shocking that Ohio State won the Big Ten tournament. They struggled a bit with Michigan State in the game on Friday. Michigan State had the ball with a chance to cut it to uh, a three- or four-point game in the fourth quarter, and then they didn't score for about the last five minutes, and Ohio State kind of won going away. Ohio State's still really good. I don't want to kind of make it seem like they're not. The top five teams in the Big Ten as a whole are all really good, and the the last time these two teams met, IU ran Ohio State off the floor in Columbus. So um, there'll be some of that revenge on the mind, I'm sure, for Ohio State. But this is a game the Hoosiers absolutely can win and potentially earn a spot into the Big Ten Tournament Championship game. Hoosiers are now playing for seeds. Uh, I would say they're they're comfortably a four seed, maybe up to a three seed, depending on how other things shake out. You win this one, you kind of open up the possibility of moving back up to a two seed. Uh, and that's a, that's a big deal. That's easier and easier. You're kind of making things on yourself now. So absolutely huge one for the Hoosiers. And after the, the Iowa Ohio state game on Saturday today, uh, Iowa will face Michigan. If you guys want to see Caitlin Clark, this is your prime opportunity. Uh, they beat Northwestern on Friday night, uh, to advance to the, um, to the semifinals. Technically, Michigan hasn't won as I record this. I'm assuming they will, but uh, I mean, if, even if they don't, I would I would probably favor Iowa in that one. Uh, we saw Iowa versus Michigan at the end of the regular season, and Iowa put a stomping on them. So um, that's going to be a really fun game to watch. Winner of those two games will play on Sunday afternoon in the Big Ten Championship game. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. There will be no more special episodes this weekend. We're going to let it ride. We'll be back on Monday to talk about whatever happens over these next two games for the Hoosiers, as well as the IU-Purdue game on Saturday. You guys are going to have plenty of time to start watching that game, get angry, turn it over to the women's game and cheer them on on Saturday. So we'll recap all of that on Monday's episode. Now, make your second listen locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects 
in the NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Appreciate all the love, especially all you guys who are listening on a Saturday. You guys are all legends. Follow us on Twitter, as I mentioned. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Leave a rating and review. Most importantly, have a great weekend. Go Hoosiers and LEO.